Well, here we are again. Here we are. Good evening, everybody. Welcome from sunny England. And sunny Canada. Yay. How you doing, matey? I'm doing good, thank you. Very much looking forward to next Wednesday. We were just talking beforehand that it, it, now we are getting into the, the the final week countdown when the, the dynamic duo will actually, you will see from the shoulders down and the shoulders up <laughs> and everything rather than these squares. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, um, yes, we meet up next Wednesday. We kick off our conference in the Netherlands on Thursday and then the following weekend we're in Gloucester together. Yeah. So we're, we've got a bit of a road trip between us. Yes, it's going to be amazing. Just, uh, just being together. And of course, as you know, uh, for, for us, especially because I know Mark has, has seen on, uh, uh, a lot of you, you know, in, in his travels in Europe. But of course, for us, we haven't, I, I, I was talking to Anne about the last time that we were actually in the, the Netherlands or UK and, and it's, it's like a long time. I mean, our, it's probably 12 years. Yeah, it could well be more than that because you it, stayed with us all that time yeah. ago. Well, that was probably the last time. I don't know when that was. but That's 2005, six, something yeah. like that. So yeah. it's a long time, maybe. <laughs> yeah, can you, isn't that crazy? I hope, I hope it isn't, it's not another 18 years before we... Uh, we I mean, we've obviously seen over those years oh yes but, of um, course yeah yeah, yeah yeah well you you were yeah. over we were just sharing facebook posts uh last week about you it was the five-year anniversary of you coming over and we were at the falls and and you know having That's a lot right. of fun so but yeah. as far as me being over in, in in on the other side of the pond you know it's been it's been a long time and you know it's uh it's well overdue for sure so we can't wait and yeah looking forward to it so the conference next weekend in the Netherlands, we are fully booked and we've had to take the booking form down on that on the website because we are absolutely at capacity, which is wonderful. Um, but we do have spaces uh, the following weekend in um, Gloucester, UK, and that is um, Friday and Saturday, the 12th and 13th of May at Golden Valley Church in Gloucester, Wes and Sharon, Boxall's Church. Um, really looking forward to being with them. Uh, we'll be there the Friday evening, the Saturday, and then again on the Sunday morning. And then Sunday afternoon, we head up to Bridge North to be um, with the gang up there for an evening and, and the following morning. So really looking forward to that. Um, there's still places available in Gloucester, but you'd need to register um, for that um, non-residential it's done on a donations basis but if you go to the fatherheart.uk website and click on the events tab you will find um, a bit of information and a link for the booking form for Gloucester um, so yeah really looking forward to, to that can't wait mate it's gonna be fun yeah and of so, course um, in a, and of course if anybody uh, is there too uh, my my better half as I better say <laughs> she's watching, and of course that's true. My my lovely wife Anne, uh, she will be joining me on this great adventure too. So uh, you know, I've so many times I said, "Honey, do you want to ever come on the webcast?" And you know, she just likes. I'm sure, like Fiona in the background, she's happy to be there. But uh, if you yes. if you there, please come up and say hi to her too, because she she uh, she's the anchor to this space case that's uh, <laughs> yeah. tethering me to the to the planet Earth. Well, she just she just commented yay so yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're looking Absolutely. forward to that yeah yeah so next week next Wednesday evening there will not be um, a webcast because obviously we will not be <laughs> um, able to do that uh, but the, the two weeks after that uh, I'll be doing the webcast um, while Barry's still traveling and flying home I think actually that yeah. second week you'll be actually in the air when we're yeah. doing that yeah. or the webcast so uh, next week nothing but then back to normal um, two weeks today yeah yeah awesome so uh, uh, what do you, what are we talking about today do you, have you got any ideas <laughs> well you're kicking it off my friend <laughs> oh yes um, we, we, as, as we do every week you know we, we get a text off on Monday morning you know to each other any ideas and 
normally it's no, no, what are you yeah. thinking, what are you thinking, and we batted a bit backwards and forwards, and eventually one of us caves in and comes up with an idea, and Barry had this idea this week, um, so Barry's going to kick off talking about living a blessed life, and yeah. then we're going to have a discussion together and just see where it goes. Already so do you want me to pray for you, my friend? Yes, please, then, but I, I need all the prayer I can get. <laughs> It's all too much fun, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Father, thank you for your great love. Yeah. Thank you that you love us, you care for us, you delight in us. And Father, just as we talk about this whole topic of being blessed this evening, today, may you do our hearts good. Yeah. I just pray, Father, for everybody watching this live, everybody who watches it later, that you really will do our hearts good that you would speak words of encouragement, words of life, mm. and you would bring joy to those who are downcast, those who are sad, those who mm. are struggling. Father, may you bring joy, the joy of your spirit into their hearts. Mm. Yeah, Father, just as Barry starts this off, just give him your words, lead him yeah. to say what you want to say. Yeah. Amen. Amen, my brother. All right, I'll see you in a bit. Okay. I'll give you some warning too, just a FYI. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see ya. All right, so I, um, yeah, what talking about the living a blessed life is, it's just something, it's not that I've, I have anything super prepared for, for tonight, but I, I, last week, you know, because when I was thinking about preparing for tonight or what, what to talk about, last, last week we talked about breaking the power of shame in our lives and I think you know from the feedback we were getting uh, that this idea of shame is is we all deal with it and and again the even the the idea of shame is something that you don't want to talk about because you feel shame by talking about shame but it is this idea of um, I think the the thing that breaks shame I think is this idea of of the father's blessing when when we know we're blessed at the very very core of our being and uh, Isaiah 61 7 uh, talks about that and Isaiah 61 is the 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 launching scripture the Jesus actually read from Isaiah 61 when he went into the synagogue and he he went up to uh, to launch his public ministry he read Isaiah 61 which starts off that the spirit of the Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, a crown of beauty instead of ashes. And it goes on and on. And it speaks of restoration and freedom. And that, that, that in essence is the gospel. That's why Jesus came. That's why he died on a cross. That's why he rose from the dead is to proclaim the good news. This is the good news. In, in verse 7, um, in Isaiah 61, it talks about instead of their shame, or, or in exchange for their shame, depending on, on what uh, translation you read, my people will receive a double portion of their inheritance. And of course, when we think of the, from what I understand from, from the Jewish culture, that there was a special blessing for the firstborn, right? This was a blessing so that they would get a double portion so then again I'm, I should get Mark on here as the accountant but if there are say for instance if there are 10 children 10 heirs that the the estate would be divided 11 ways so one extra and then the, the firstborn gets two portions so he, that's the double portion and of course you know we realize that even with uh, Jacob and Esau and how uh, Jacob was was trying to finagle his way in getting the the blessing of the firstborn because that was so important and you know the story goes as he you know he deceived his father and and cheated his elder brother by by a few minutes because they were twins he cheated him out of a blessing but so when when we talk about this idea that instead of their shame my people will receive a double portion. The who is the firstborn in our 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 family in our 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 spiritual family? But Jesus, right? He is the firstborn. The Bible says in Romans eight twenty nine of among many brothers and sisters. And you know, if we, I'd encourage you if you if in context of all of this, even to read Hebrews two. And I, for, you know, I won't spend the time to read it there, but it talks about how Jesus is not ashamed to call us family. And how he had to be like become like his brothers in every way, 
so that he could be a great and faithful high priest to us. And so there's this this idea of that the the thing that counteracts shame is this this blessing, this double portion of our our inheritance. And and you know, for those who have known my own personal story with my my earthly father. And how when I came into this revelation of the Father Heart of God, um, God just absolutely reconciled. And you can, it wasn't like my dad were, and I were out of sorts, but I didn't realize that, you know, I needed to forgive him at a deeper level than I even thought, you know, uh, that I, I needed to. And, and I, I, I asked for his forgiveness for not being the son that, you know, I turned my heart away of, uh, from his fathering at, probably as a teenager. And so God absolutely reconciled us. But in, in the final days of his life, you know, he was going in for emergency surgery to take out a spleen and he had less than a 50% chance to survive the surgery. And when I was praying for him, the last day I'd see him before the surgery, I heard the, the, the Lord say to me, read Genesis uh, 49. And I just went to Genesis 49 and it was the last day of Jacob's life, Israel. And he knew he was going to die. And then he called his sons to him that he might bless, he might bless them and that this was the end of life generational blessing. And then he called them together and then he really prophetically spoke over every one of his sons and, and his two grandsons of Joseph. And when I read that, I felt like the Lord said, I want you to ask for your father's blessing. And so that's, I, we didn't have a culture of that, but you know, I, I, I really knew when, when God said that to me that this, my dad wasn't going to make it through the surgery. And so I waited for the appropriate time and it was just him and I in the, in the, in the hospital room. And I just told them what I thought of him, that I loved him and I was proud to be his son. And I asked for his blessing. And of course, it, it, in, because he didn't come from a culture of blessings, but he was thrilled. He goes, I never thought of that. That would be great. And he he laid his hand on my head and he began to prophesy blessings over me, my wife, our kids and our, you know, our future generations, even the ministry that God had called us to. And it was the most humbling and yet honoring moment of my life in my relationship with my, my earthly father. And, uh, it, and, you know, since then I've really had this, I don't know, this, understanding or empathy or just the the desire because I knew what it did for me personally in that you know there's a longing I think in every person's heart to be blessed by their parents their natural parents but all that much more how much do we long to be blessed by our heavenly father and I think you know part of the struggle that we have with this is is the fact that um it's this issue of shame being not enough, being inadequate, uh, failing, being insignificant. Like there'd be all kinds of words that could describe the struggle when we don't feel blessed. When we feel like we're, it, it, it causes us to actually like ch- chase the carrot on a stick where we're always in this pursuit of something else, always trying to pursue uh, affirmation through performance, affirmation through relationship, affirmation through religious striving. You know, it's like we're just constantly in pursuit of this. And I, I, and for me, you know, what would life look like or what does life look like when we come into a place where we know that we don't have to seek the blessing, but that we have already been blessed? You know, that's what it, um, Paul the Apostle says in Ephesians 1.3 He's talking to the church at Ephesus and he says, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Not some, you know, in a, as people say, what's the Greek word for every? But it's every, right? It's like every spiritual blessing in Christ because of our union with Jesus that has brought us union with the Father. We are absolutely blessed with every spiritual blessing. And I think part of the the struggle that we have is that maybe we're not aware of that. Maybe we forget. I don't know about you, but my memory sometimes is really short. And and that's where, you know, I can understand why God would say to the Israelites in the, in the Old Testament, continually, write it down, write it down. Don't forget, you know, write down my promises, write down my faithfulness. And I think sometimes we forget about who we are and who our Father is. And But when we begin to realize that God has always had a desire to bless his kids right from the beginning. You know, there's this thing called the law of first mention. Now, I'm not a theologian, but if I understand that correctly, that when when we want to theologically understand um, 
something, then we have to go back, we should go back to the first time it's mentioned in the Bible to find context for that. And so when we look at blessing and God's desire to bless, you know, all we have to do is go to Genesis 1. And, and this is where we see our origin. And this is kind of the law of first mention of when blessings came. In verse 27, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. In verse 28, it says, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that is on the ground. And you see, that is our origin. That is the heart of the Father for us, is that we would be blessed and that that blessing would would be, it would include um, dominion, authority, it would just be uh, satisfaction, uh, it would be contentment. It, it's absolutely um, jam-packed with, with meaning for us. And, you know, if you think that, you know, it was only a one-time event, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden, and then they left the garden, and then, then all of a sudden God's really upset with humanity, and he's withdrawn his blessing. Well, we know that in Genesis 9, with the, when there was a reboot of humanity with, with Noah and his sons and their families, God said the exact same blessing to him in verse uh, 1 of chapter 9. It says, then God blessed Noah and said, be fruitful, increase in number, and fill the earth. And so he repeated the blessing that he he blessed um, Adam and Eve with. And then in Genesis 12, we know that, you know, then there's uh, this man named Abram, and then he receives a blessing uh, and, and that absolutely affects us today because even in Romans, uh, in the book of Romans, God or uh, Paul refers to us being children of Abraham. So this blessing that came to Abraham uh, the, uh, in Christ, we have benefit to that. And he says, um, I will make, and this is verse 2 of chapter 12, he says, I will make you into a great nature, nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And so when we begin to understand, and I you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir here that we, we know this, but I, I think to me, especially in context of last week breaking the power of shame, I really feel that the Father wants us to know this at a at a level that, you know, we don't have to try to to establish our own value system apart from who the Father says we are, that we don't have to try to seek blessings apart from his affirmation of us, is that in you know, even when we talk about Jesus at his baptism in in, in Matthew three, you know, before Jesus did any work, you know, before he, he even started his public ministry he came out of the waters of the of baptism. The father, and the Bible says that the windows of heaven were opened up, and the Father spoke from heaven, saying, "This is my Son, whom I love; in Him I am well pleased." You see, I believe that is a prototypical blessing that is for each and every one of us. And when Jesus heard those words, the Bible says, and of course, the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. It says immediately he went into the wilderness to fulfill his destiny. And I just believe that uh, that there is something in the the longing of every one of our hearts is to hear those words. You know, I don't know how many people I prayed for over the years, where you know, e- you know, even seniors into their seventies and eighties with tears in their eyes, saying, "My father could never say he loved me. He could never say the words, or my mom could never say she was proud of me." And and it's these these the absence of words. Sometimes it's not even damaging words. It's the absence of of demonstrated affection that really can impact us. And I I believe in the Father over Jesus spoke these words that it just touched the heart uh, of Jesus in a way. And of course, he knew the Father loved him. But, but you know, I mean, God speaking from heaven was not a normal thing at that time. It's not like God was customary uh, to, it wasn't custom for God to speak from heaven. But it was like, and I don't know, you know, all the theological reasons, but it was, to me, it feels like the father couldn't contain himself. His boy is coming out of the waters of baptism and, and just absolutely in delight, he speaks from heaven. And Jack Frost, who is, is a friend of ours that he's gone to be with the Lord now, uh, now, but he, he wrote a book and he talked about the four basic emotional needs of the human heart. 
And he said that one of the, the first one is to be loved unconditionally, to have a sense of belonging, to feel praise and affirmation, and have a sense of purpose and destiny. That every person on planet Earth has these foundational needs in their heart to be loved, to belong, to be affirmed, and to have destiny. And, you know, when I think in context of the, of Jesus' baptism, which to me was a prototypical blessing from his father, which not only did he do at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, but he did at the end and the Mount of Transfiguration before Jesus went to the cross. So it's like the blessing of the father were, they were like bookends to Jesus' ministry at the beginning and at the end. But when I think of those words that the father spoke over Jesus, this is my son, those words spoke belonging, that Jesus belonged to the Father. And you and I need to know that we belong to the Father. Jesus said in John chapter 8, he said, A slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs forever. And so if you have ever struggled to feel like you belong, maybe you felt like you, uh, your parents didn't plan you, or your life was a mistake, or you just never felt like you could fit in. You know, my prayer is that we would just be able to all corporately be able to know that we belong to God. We came from him. He is our true father. And that blessing that he blesses that we belong to him. And then, of course, the second line is whom I love in whom I love unconditional love and, and approval that, you know, with Jesus. And then, you know, so that is like that unconditional love and acceptance that we all need. And First John four sixteen says, and now we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God lives in him. And so it's this idea of learning to live in this place of love. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, I've loved you, remain in my love. So just, you know, again, I just, when I'm just imagining this, you know, like, what would life look like if every day we knew we belonged to the Father, every day we knew that we were loved unconditionally, and then, you know, the Father says to Jesus, in him I'm well pleased. Like, do you know that we were created for God's pleasure? That, that your life was created to make him smile. I love, you know, number 6, 22 to 27. This is the Hebraic blessing that God um, told Moses to say. And he went on to tell Aaron to bless the people uh, every day. And this is the blessing. Uh, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. And the New Living Translation says, the Lord smile upon you. And I just absolutely love that, especially in context of affirmation and praise and affirmation. What would your life look like? What would my life look like when we woke up in the morning and we we took that first, uh, uh, maybe sip of coffee or, or first breath when we wake up and we open our eyes to realize that our Father is just so delighted at us. And I believe that's the context of the love of God, the blessing that that is for each and every one of us that propelled Jesus into his destiny and that would propel you and I into our destinies, knowing we're much loved sons and daughters to the Father. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created to do good works that he prepared in advance for us to do in Christ. There, there are, It's all this amazing dream that the father has always had for each and every one of us as his beloved kids and i really believe the more that we can know that we live under that same open heaven experience that jesus experienced you know when when we read about the baptism of jesus it uh, it when it says the windows of heaven were torn open the mark's version says they were torn open and the tearing the same Greek word for tearing where the windows of heaven were torn open is the same Greek word that was used when the temple curtain when Jesus died on the cross was torn from top to bottom so like you know all of a sudden there's no separation anymore from the holy of holies to the to the 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 rest of of the temple that the from top to bottom, the, the, the separation was torn. And, and I really believe the more we come into a reality that, that open heaven over Jesus, the Bible never says it closed again. And as a matter of fact, Jesus is talking to Nathaniel a little while later. And of course, he, he has this prophetic word, he, a word of knowledge. He sees Nathaniel under a, a fig tree. 
he tells Nathaniel that, you know, and Nathaniel's blown away, right? And and he's, you know, he's really, well, you know, you're the Messiah. And and my paraphrase of what Jesus said is kind of like, it, you know, if you think this is a big deal, and that's my paraphrase, you're going to see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man, speaking of an open heaven. And would you dare to believe, would I dare to believe that that same open heaven over Jesus is over us even right now? Oftentimes, I think it's because we don't perceive it in our natural realm or, or our indication of our living a blessed life is based on our circumstances or, or based on, on, on what pe- other people say we are or who we are. And I just believe the Father wants to, I think, readjust our, our, our vision. Paul said in Second Corinthians, he said, uh, he said, so we fix our eyes on things unseen, not on things that are seen. For the things that are unseen are eternal, and the things that are seen are temporal. And so, you know, what would happen even tonight, even, and if you're watching this afterwards, even in this moment that you're watching it, that the Father might make something aware in us, that would awaken in us into our spiritual realm, that we are indeed blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, that our lives are not determined by what our parents could say to us, or they didn't, they could say, or they didn't say, what, how our experiences were, that our lives are determined by the blessings that come from God himself. Because he loves us with an everlasting love. He is for us. He has had, always had a heart to bless us. And he wants us to be able to know that. You know, I, and Mark, I'm going to call you on in a couple seconds here. But I, I'll just leave it with this idea of, of the open eyes. You know, Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, Paul says, I keep on asking the glorious Father that he might give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you might know him better. And I pray that the eyes of your heart might be open, that they might be enlightened, so that you might know the hope of your calling and the glorious inheritance you have together with all the saints. And I just love this idea of opening, having our eyes open our spiritual eyes, not just the eyes of our intellect, but the eyes of our heart, awakened. And I, I just think of the story of, of uh, Elisha with his servant. And, you know, this army comes, and, and, and it's uh, it's the army against the two of them. And then Elisha just, he's cool, calm, and collected. He just says to his, his servant, those who are for us are more than those who are against us, right? And, of course, the you know the, <laughs> the servant is probably going, like, what is he thinking? Because it's two of us, and it's thousands of them. And then Elisha just prays a simple prayer. He says, Lord, open his eyes. And it was at that moment, his eyes, his inner being, his he saw in a different dimension, and all of a sudden he saw that angels and chariots of fire filled the mountains. It's like, oh, I get it. We're good. <laughs> and so may the Lord open our eyes today I to the blessing that we're already blessed with, with every spiritual blessing. We don't have to pr- pursue it. We don't have to twist God's arm for it. It's just right in the very essence of his heart for us, and that we would be able to uh, just kind of, just yield to that today and just know that no matter even what we're going through, that we know that instead of our shame, that that we will receive the double portion of our inheritance, which is the inheritance of our brother, which is the big deal, because the Jesus himself has decided to share his entire inheritance with all of us. So having said that, matey, I'm bringing you on. Just to, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Thank you, Barry. You know, I was just thinking of that verse in Genesis chapter one that you, you mentioned. It's, it's, it's so cool that before Adam did anything, God blessed him. Mm. You know, he created him and then the very next thing is he blessed him. Yeah. Blessed him and his wife. It's like, before any work was done, before any commissions were given out of, of things to do, it was just like, hey, you're my son, yeah. I'm blessing you. You know, And we sometimes forget that, that before anything, the very first thing that God did for his children when he created them was to bless. And that's still his heart today. I love the passage in Ephesians chapter 1. You know, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Mm. And I, I would encourage you after the, when we finish the webcast, is to actually 
look at Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 2 and count the number of blessings that Paul mentions in those passages because mm. he, he says you know we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus and then he lists them and I've actually been through that passage and I have listed out you know each individual blessing that he's put there and it's about 20 um, 20 different ways in which we're blessed and it does us good I would just encourage you to do that it does your heart good because it's, it's like this is the truth this is what the father thinks about you this is what he believes about you and he wants to be a father he is a father and he loves to bless us mm. and he wants us to receive his blessing you know a few years ago I um, I moaned at God <laughs> you know when I'm moaning at God I call him God normally I call him father because that's who he is but you know if I'm cross with him or I'm moaning at him I call him God <laughs> but a few years ago I, I was I was moaning at him because it was all self-pity really but mm. um, a friend of mine um, uh, they you know friend and he, he was married and had some children and you know they were they were struggling financially you know and it was things were difficult for them and and um, they kept getting brown envelopes through the door with cash in, mm. you know, completely anonymous, you know, just a generous gift from someone, just an envelope through the letterbox and inside was cash. And, um, you know, one Sunday, this friend of mine came up to me and said, oh, it's happened again. You know, there's another envelope through the door. God's so good, you know. And part of me is thinking, God is so good. You know, isn't this wonderful? My friend really needs it. But there's another part of me that's going, hmm. <laughs> you know, he never does that for me mm. you know and I, I was having a moan at God and saying you know God it's really great that you give my friend all these envelopes with cash in them I'm really glad for him I'm you know I think it's wonderful you know and he needs it and you bless them and it's always timely it's always the right amount and you know that's wonderful but what about me yeah <laughs> you know and I was having a good old go at, at God and then I just heard this little voice, like, and I knew it was the father speaking. Mm. He said, Mark, who gave you your good job? Mm. Because, you know, for, for many, many years, in fact, most of my working life, you know, I, um, I stopped work two years ago. But for 30 years, I was in a wonderful business. Um, it was an excellent job. It was, it was a very, very good job. It provided incredibly generously for us and the family and enabled us to sort of do you know pretty much anything we wanted to do and you know and the father just said to me mark who gave you that good job yeah. <laughs> and of course i knew instantly you know that that job that business that firm it came from him yeah you know he was my provider just as much as he was my friend's provider mm. but my friend got provision in envelopes of cash and I got provision in a good job and I I was so struck by that I said oh father I'm so sorry mm. because my attitude had become one of um, un, you know being ungrateful and not not having gratitude and not being thankful for what the father had given me and given us as a family and you know, I got into this cycle of self-pity and felt miserable about it all. And then the father just said, you know, who gave you that job? I was mm. like, oh, yeah, of course, father, thank you. And then I, then I was able just to say, well, father, thank you. Mm. You've been so good to us. You've blessed us so much. And, you know, I, I learned a lesson through that, mm. that God blesses each one of us, but he blesses us in different ways. Mm. And we must never look at the blessings other people receive mm. because, you know, like you can just become like me, full of self-pity. <laughs> but uh, when we look at the blessings that God has given each one of us, mm. it's just amazing. And even if you're struggling, even if you're, you're in difficult situations, even if life's a bit challenging at the moment, I really believe that you can stop and you can see how you're blessed. Mm. 
Um, you know, I, I was just looking at the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. And in the message translation, each one of those starts off with the words, you're blessed when, <laughs> you know, mm. you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there mm. is more of God. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You're blessed when you're content with who you are. Mm. that's the moment you find yourself proud owners of everything that can't be bought you're blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God his food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat you're blessed when you care at the moment of being careful you find yourself being cared for mm. you're blessed when you get your inside world put right then you can see God in your outside world. You're blessed when you show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover your place in God's family. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. Mm. You know, I just love the way they start. You are blessed when... Yeah. And those beatitudes, as we call them, you know, they're a bit of a mixed bag. You know, some of them is you're blessed when you're persecuted. Well, thank you. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd, <laughs> yeah. rather I'd rather not have the persecution. Yeah. But what he's saying is, you know, even in the midst of that, yeah. you're still blessed. Yeah. You know, and there was one time, Barry, um, that I was, I was just driving in in my car one day and just talking to the father, and um, he just said to me, Mark. I will bless what you do. Mm. You know, and, and I was so struck by that because he is a father who loves to bless his children. Mm. And he said, Mark, you know, whatever you do, I will bless it. And I was so encouraged for a few minutes, you know, because yeah. I thought, this is great. God's going to bless me. God's going to, you know, the things I do, God's going to bless me. But you know what came next, don't you? It was that word, but. <laughs> and, you know, I felt the father say, Mark, I will bless what you do, but it will be limited to what you can do. Mm. You know, and he loves to bless and he loves and he will bless. You know, he will bless what we do, but it's always going to be limited to what we can do. And then, then he said to me, Mark, if you get out of the way and let me do it, you'll see even greater blessing. Mm. You know, and I feel that's, that's something of the childlike heart we often talk about on this webcast. That because we don't like to get out of the way we like to be in the action we like to be the one doing it we like to be the one seen to be doing it and it becomes all about us mm. and the father says hey that's okay I'll bless it because I love to bless my children but if you want to see a greater blessing you know get out of the way and let me do it yeah. <laughs> and it's just that's just what our father's like you know mm. he will bless us he longs to bless what we do because he's a generous father mm. but it will always be limited to what we can do and I just encourage us you know just to say hey father I just want to have that heart that gets out of the way mm. <laughs> and lets you do it and I just go along for the ride mm. yeah and I think you know what you what I mean that ties into what we talked about the I think it was the week before about weakness yeah, absolutely. Right, because uh, you know, I, and I, I know, the Papa said that to me too, right? Like, if you can lift a hundred pounds, and that's it, you and you want to be strong, and you want to be competent, and you want to do it, then knock yourself out. But when we are weak, and then we get out of the way, then all of a sudden our heavenly Dad can lift the whole universe <laughs> with one finger. Okay, maybe, maybe that's something. Maybe there's he's on to something when he says that you know, yeah, get out of the way, right? Yeah. So, and I, I really believe that that, and, and I think that kind of, it's that dance that we have continual with with the Holy Spirit yeah. leading us, and and you know, like for me sometimes, you know, like I get in the way, and then I go, oh, oh my gosh, okay, get out of the way, get back in the way, <laughs> and even we're loved, absolutely loved through it. But I, you know, I I do feel that, you know, the struggle that we have. Um, yeah. not feeling like we're enough somehow yeah. 
we're in this pursuit of, of even self-help or self-change that if I can just, you know, change X, Y, and Z, then something is going to be better. But to realize that we're loved now, and I've, I've always appreciated it when I've heard James Jordan, our, our, our friend, say that the Father not only loves you, He is loving you in this very moment. Yeah. And, you know, if we could just be able to to know that that love that the Father has isn't like somewhere in the future when we go on missions or where we, you know, do whatever we think is is required of us, but He's loving us in this very moment and He's accepting yeah. us in this very moment and He's delighted in us in this very mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. And we belong to Him now. I believe that that, you know, and I think of the fruit of the Spirit, you know, in Galatians yeah. five twenty two twenty three that there's really, and I love the Passion Translation how Oh, uh, Brian Simmons talks about love being kind of the the fruit, and the, and its expressions are in joy and peace and patience and gentleness and kindness. Yeah. But it's being able to, I don't know, to be able to be practically aware and I get eyes open, right? That this is the truth. This is actually more real than our circumstances, mm. right? In our culture, or what the media is saying, or our life experiences, our hurts, our wounding. Say, Father, I just pray that, you know, and I think that's why Paul says, you know, to, to keep our minds on, set our thoughts, our affections on things above, right? To be able to know that, yeah. again, that's the realm that we're, we're, we're called to live in. So, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. John chapter 15, it's about, talks about abiding in the vine you know being being part of the vine and getting life from you know our little branch gets life from the roots and and so on and you know there's there's a couple of things in that that chapter in, in that that explanation Jesus is giving and he says you know when you abide in me when you abide in me you will produce abundant fruit mm. you know when you abide in me you will produce lasting fruit and I, I think many of us often have this question about our own lives. It's like, well, mm. yeah, I can see a little bit of fruit, <laughs> but it's not abundant. It's not. It doesn't seem to last very long. And yet, you know, um, and of course, when Jesus is talking about abiding in the vine, he's, he's really talking about sonship. Mm. You know, that we are in Him, and uh, we walk as He walked, we live as He lived. And, you know, that we have the same relationship with the Father as he has with the Father. So he's really talking about sonship. And mm. it's like when we live in sonship, when we really live in sonship, you know, at the fruit that our life produces goes mm. up a few notches. You know, yeah. yeah, you know, we're fruitful and we produce fruit and, and so on. But it's like Jesus says, when you really walk as I walk, when mm. you live as I live, you will produce abundant fruit. You will produce lasting fruit. Yeah. And that just speaks of the blessing of the Father mm. that he wants to pour on us, you know, that our lives become fruitful. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I, I find this a very exciting topic, Barry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, um, the whole idea of Jacob or Israel blessing his sons, it says that yeah. he gave them each a blessing appropriate to them. So yeah. the blessing that you have and the blessing that I have is unique to us. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, yeah. especially in this whole social media world that we're living in and uh, where we can compare ourselves to anybody on the planet, basically by looking <laughs> on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, right? And that can always, that, that, it, it never ends well. <laughs> <laughs> typically <laughs> you know if we compare ourselves with the the boldest and the most beautiful and the most bright in the whole world i mean we're going to find ourselves probably you know wanting a little bit in that sense but i you know when i think about fruitfulness right in the john 15 this is yeah. to my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourself to be my disciples i think about this for a second what if a farmer plants an apple tree and then bananas start growing on it it's like, hey, wait a minute, that wasn't my intent, right? And so I really believe that this all comes down to in living in this place of the Father's blessing, the yeah. unique blessing that he has for each one of us, that my life and in, in the blessings that the Father has for me is appropriate to me and yours is for you. And are we able to be able to, 
you know, and I know I, I'm preaching to myself when I say this, to stop comparing myself with other people or try, you know, other people's measuring sticks and just be me. Because it's just mm-hmm. like, that. I think that's what brings the farmer great joy is when he, what he plants, you know, brings yeah. forth uh, a harvest, right? And he goes, I planted that. I planted Mark. I planted Barry. Yeah. I planted all of you guys. To to be that glorious one of a kind expression of my heart and nature, and so I think that's all part of this. I think learning yeah. to live up that under that Father's blessing, the open heaven of Him, to being delighted at this, and it's it's I think it's um it's like that I've quoted before that I think as a Danish philosopher said that said every person who was born an original, but the tragedy in life is most of us die copies. Yeah. And I believe the Father wants, even today, maybe in this moment, maybe if you've struggled with this, maybe you feel inadequate or insufficient, uh, or that the Father would say, I, like I just, I, if you don't mind, I just want to read Isaiah sixty-one seven, like yeah. I've referred to it, but to, for this to become our reality, it says, instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion, and instead mm-hmm. of disgrace. You will rejoice in your inheritance, and so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Barry, why don't you pray Yeah, that we receive that double portion, <laughs> <laughs> that we live, we step into our inheritance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, my question is are you ready? Are you willing? Like, are, am I willing? Are you willing? Could would we yeah. dare to believe? Like we would just. Jesus said in, in Luke chapter eighteen, he said to his disciples, "Unless you receive the kingdom like a little child would, you will never enter into it." It's that easy. It's that mm. simple. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And would we be willing tonight, or whenever you're watching this afterwards, to say, "Father, I just, I just receive." the blessing, the unique blessing you have for my life. And I just believe that. So Father, we, we just come to you as your your sons, Abba, and we just pray right now by the power of your spirit that there would just be a greater revelation that you're our dad, that we, we come from you, that we, we belong to you. Wow. Yeah. That we... We don't have to go anywhere else to find belonging. Mm-hmm. That we're actually right now, even in right in this moment, we're in your bosom. Yeah. Because Jesus said that in my Father's house are many rooms, many mansions, and that's his heart. And if I go away, I prepare a place for you. Yeah. So, Father, we just ask now by the power of the Spirit that you would just give us all a big hug. <laughs> remind us who we are in your sight remind us that we belong to you that we're loved unconditionally that our lives make you smile and under the uh, the open heaven of your embrace and your blessing Father I pray that, that each and every one of us uniquely and individually would just fulfill the destiny that you've prepared for each one of us and that destiny isn't necessarily great works it's just living in that spirit of sonship knowing we're loved yeah so thank you father thank you that you've always had that heart to bless your kids thank you that you blessed adam before he did anything you blessed mm-hmm. your son jesus before he did anything in 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 the works of ministry and you're blessing us Thank you, Father, that James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights who does not change like shifting shadows. There is no variance. There's no quirkiness. There's no temperamental nature with you. You are steadfast in your love to us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Father. We just receive it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Father. Hmm. Father, thank you that you are kind in a greater way than we understand kindness. Mm. (laughs) Thank you that you are loving in a greater way than we understand loving. 
Thank you that you are gentle in a greater way than we understand gentleness. Father, just enlarge our capacity to understand your goodness. Enlarge our capacity to understand and experience your kindness. That you withhold no good thing from your children. Yeah. And Father, even for those who struggle, even for those who face challenges, I pray that they would see your blessing upon their life. They would experience your blessing upon their, their life. Father, they would step into a greater blessing mm. that just comes between you. And that your love and your comfort would surround them, that you would hold them in your arms. Yeah. And just shower your goodness. That you do their hearts good, Father. Thank you that you are yeah. loving each one of us right now, that yeah. we are being loved, that you are loving us with an eternal love mm. right now. Your love knows no end and all of that eternal love, all of that everlasting love is being poured into our heart right now by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and I just feel there's a connection Mm. with um, acknowledging the blessings that we have even if we, we that we find it difficult to even find one that there's joy that is connected with that thankfulness that when we say Father thank yeah. you for blessing me here that there's mm. something of the joy yeah. of the Lord that is released to us when we are thankful in everything, give thanks, right? In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God for us. And and it's just, I really believe yeah. that the Father wants to release that joyful heart, that everlasting joy yeah. will be yours when we just see it. We are blessed. We are breathing. We are living. We we Father, I just pray you would open our eyes to, to the things that we can celebrate, the ways that yeah. you're blessing us, and that would just release thankfulness. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yes. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Thank you. This is my. I was saying to Mark, this will be my last time on the on the the live stream for four weeks. But <laughs> I, that doesn't mean I'm well, just you know I I'll be sneaking around, but it'll be in real person in <laughs> in Europe and in England. Yeah, well, um, looking forward to next week, Barry. And yeah. um, as we said at the beginning, no webcast next Wednesday, but I'll be back uh, two weeks tonight. Look yeah. forward to seeing everybody then. Uh, look forward to seeing many of you in person over the next few weeks as well. Yes. In, in the Netherlands and in Gloucester. So, bless you all. Thank bless you. Bless you. And for those we're going to see next week, we'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.